everybody and welcome back to the Sideline Eye podcast. You're very welcome to our preview show and we're looking back at Armagh's sensational win over Galway in the final round of all Ireland group stages. They've topped the group, they're through to the quarterfinal and they'll get a week's break now before finding out who they take on in the last eight. I'm joined by Aaron Kiernan and Aaron, what a, a sequence of events and a, a brilliant final day to the round robin series. Nobody yesterday morning would have been, if somebody told you Armagh was going to top the group, you wouldn't have believed them. No, um, like in fairness, uh, there's been a huge amount of talk and probably criticism in terms of this new uh, format that has been put in this year for from the GA. Um, but I think what we've seen across the board this weekend, um, it's been more than justified. Uh, I don't believe that if it was only two teams that were going out and that was the plan um, throughout the season that you wouldn't have had you would have dead rubbers yesterday. You wouldn't have everyone with something to play for. And I'm talking particularly with Westmead, who were brilliant against ourselves, against Galway, and still had something to play for um, and made a spectacle of it. But from an RMR perspective, um, let's be honest about it, you know, you, you knew you were playing Galway. We always seemed to struggle. That was our first time ever beating them in the championship yesterday. And no matter how well we're going, um, you didn't have Rian. We had a few more injuries in that there. Um, but from the very outset, uh, I think it was it was just brilliant to see Armagh going after them in the manner that they did. Um, how aggressive we were pressing on their kickouts, um, the foot passing, um, from both our defence to our forward lane and from our from our half forwards to, to our inside forwards, uh, forcing things sometimes, taking risks at times, but we got rewarded them. Um, and I think. It was just the manner and how they started. I think the players took huge energy from it, and then I think so did the support. Um, and all in all, I, I genuinely I don't believe that if we didn't play that way, I don't think we would have won the game. Um, and I think in doing what what they did in terms of management, making those changes, the players executing them, um, I think we earned a bit of luck that we have uh, <laughs> has been long overdue. Um, and. It was, yeah, it was brilliant. Absolutely just super evening to be there um, coming home in the radio then, listening to what was happening everywhere. It was just that bit sweeter to listen to it because you knew that we'd top the group. You have a quarter final to look forward to. The those nerves of who the hell are we going to get? Where are we going? Didn't need to worry about that this morning. You could go home nice and happy, nice and content that you're back in another quarter final. And absolutely, you would have taken that this time last year after how deflated you were um, with the penalties in Galway. And you said how sweet it was. And it, it felt a wee bit sweeter because Tyrone had tweeted out their own score and it looked like they had been knocked out of the championship. No, that wasn't sweeter because I thought they were gone. And as I was running out, <laughs> I, I someone had told me that and there was Aram Asin Porter's draw saying, no, it was a draw. And I think, no, no, it's not. Tyrone's gone. Like, we're top of the group and Tyrone's gone. Like, what a day. Um, but yeah, it's, it just wasn't as sweet as what I thought it was for about a minute. But um, yeah, regardless, once we put in the performance we put in and got the results and, and what came off the back of it, um, I don't think we can really ask for much more. And obviously, topping the group through to the quarter final, um, we'll obviously talk about it um, later on and in the coming weeks. But I think it's the first back to back quarter finals that Armagh have reached from 2006. Am I right saying that? It would be, yeah. Um, yeah. which was the norm uh, back then, but unfortunately hasn't been since. So, um, again, I suppose how deflating it was 
to, to go and lose the throne last day of the league and the relegation that came from that. Um, it was a blow at that stage, but uh, management were fairly clear um, that it was all about championship and progressing from what we did last year in terms of championship. We're back to the same stage again. Um, like I said just a moment ago, they had taken the hand uh, off you to get back to here, to try and rectify that, to try and go one step further and see what comes off the back of that there. Um, so yeah, like yesterday morning, you're going down the road, you're looking at permutations, you're you're wondering where you're heading, is it next weekend? To be honest with you, top in the group and a weekend off, if you, you're you're an extremely hopeful RMS supporter, um, if you were cocksure of that there, like, um, there's always that bit of hope and, Obviously, there was never going to be anything in it. Like it's not you weren't going down the road thinking we we're going to get a hammer in here. It's just I suppose it's just the way Galway play. The fact they've sort of had our number the past few years, regardless of how well we're going, and um, they can play in a stalemate. They can bore you to death if they need to, and just do enough to get across the lane. So you're just being practical and thinking in those terms. Um, but again, I, I just go back to it's how our match started. It's the intent that they played with, um, putting them in the back foot, asking them questions, putting them in one-on-one situations, exposing them, particularly defensively, because that's where they're so comfortable. Um, and that all came off the back of us taking risks, us forcing passes, us having men ahead of the ball uh, in positions to win them, take men on in one-on-one, have someone coming off the shoulder. It just was so many small things that made a huge difference. And it, it was so exciting, because it was score for score. I think the game was leveled 12 times throughout. And it was just, I suppose, the start of the second half. Arma were obviously trailing at half time. Come out, got the first three scores of the second half. They're right back in the game. Galway get a replay. Arma come up, go ahead. Then Galway go ahead. It was just so back and forth, and that it just felt like a a, a big championship game, didn't it? Just had that feel about it. It did. It did. The physicality that there was, uh, the hits, and I suppose. Like one thing again, and it's maybe a bit of a throwback. It, it's the amount of uh, contested kickers, the amount of uh, kickers that, particularly Ben in the second half, like had a monstrous game. The ball that he fetched, the lift that gives everybody around us. But I think what what typified him was like brilliant for me was he fetched one ball in front of the stand, and he literally just hits the ground. And too often now you see people he was swarmed. Um, because he was contesting it with someone and there was loads of people on the ground just as he landed. And too often you see a mark, you see it going backwards or whatever. His two feet literally hit the ground. Jason Duffy comes off his shoulder. He gets a quick hand pass, out of contact. And next thing, bang, we're gone. The whole crowd's roaring him and he goes up, kicks the ball over the bar. And, you know, that that's traditional old school football. Huge, you know, it's 50-50. You're just, Ethan's lumping the ball out. He puts it to the area he wants to go for. So he's done his job. It's then up to Ben to go and fetch, and he did it. Someone off his shoulder. Like, it's textbook. That's exactly what you want. If someone's pressing you and you have no options, don't go short. Put it out the middle of the field. Fight for it. If we win it clean, brilliant. If we can't, who's the foot soldiers on the ground that's going to pick it up? And I say Jason Duffy had timed his run to perfection, literally off his shoulder, up the field into open space and over the bar. And I think Arma just took massive confidence in that there. I think it spooked Galway then because they made a change in the middle of the field and then they moved McDade back to wing half back. And I think that took so much away from them. Um, so it did because he wasn't driving up the field in the same way as he was in the first half. But again, that all comes because we were making them have to make those switches. We were the ones who were calling the shots and playing the game on air terms. 
And because we did that, they then had to rejig it and it took away from a scoring threat or a driving power that McDade then had. So again, of course, there's risk in, in doing that. There's risk in going long. It practically is a 50-50 opportunity, but so isn't it well worth it. And their kickouts as well, Arne, I know our viewers have had um, a bit of frustration this year that Armagh's sitting back off kickouts at times, but there was times yesterday they pushed right up, and I think they did get a, a hot ball at one stage, but there was a couple of times and the, the crowd starts roaring when the keeper's taking so long to kick it out. And that, that's you talked about putting Galway under pressure, and that, that that's another example of it, just sticking to Armagh's guns and going at Galway and pushing up and just putting them on the back foot. Again, that was the first half, and that was again massive for me because, like, we went literally four in the full forward lane, three in the half forward lane, and four across the middle of the field. So you're practically saying to Connor Gleeson in the nets, "You may kick that ball long because you attempt to go short here. We're going to eat you up." So you're putting pressure on him, and you're forcing him. And again, without like, and this is it, this is it's an observation, like, but. There's times where Armagh supporters are. I've been frustrated where we've dropped off. Like I'm just, I go back to the Kerry game. We drew level with them in Kerry, and then we retreated. Everyone outside the 45. Give a team of that quality the ball to just come up the field. The next thing they kick two scores, you get beat, and it's deflating because you have them. And we kicked the equaliser from a free, if I remember correctly, that night. So a free in particular gives you the opportunity to get a proper organised press on and pressurise them. Airbys were all moving, they were vocal, because it's something that they'd planned all week at training. It was clear as day. You know, it was pure intent what they were doing. And whenever you see something that you've planned coming off, that gives you energy. But we were all sitting in the stand, and we could see what we were doing. We could see the positive approach. So your supporters then get behind you and back it. And at the end of the day, that's what Gaelic football's tribal. It's in your face. It's aggression. It's going after things. And that's what we were doing. And then whenever the ball was in the middle of the field, like everybody's just weren't staying four in the full forward lane, three and a half forward lane. They were turning and sprinting, knowing that our midfielders are going to smash a break ball here and we need to have numbers there. And to be honest with you, a couple of times, McDade and Kelly in particular, they picked up the breaks, cut straight through us. And you're like, Jesus, <laughs> you know, that risk. We could be in trouble here all day, but we stuck to our guns. Um, not all the times did the press and did the go as extreme. But certain hymns we did, and I think it massively contributed to being the reason why we ended up beating them yesterday. Um, they had a penalty, they missed it, did a free kick at the end. These things all happen. We missed opportunities as well, you know, but I, I just thought that there in particular that you mentioned was huge because I think it gave the players energy um, because it's something that you're plotting and planning and whenever it works and you're on the field, you feel that yourself and it just gives you that bit more of a, a drive, a bit more impetus, and I think it just was infectious across the whole field. And I think the older guard deserve a, a mention too, Aaron, because I think they were the driving force. It was Aidan Falker, Roy Grugan, Stephen Campbell, Andrew Mern. I think they were the four that just took the fight to Galway from the very start, and Falker coming up and kicking the point in the first half. Obviously, Mern and Rory, the the free at the end. Soupy was involved off that. I think he kicked two points. Like the, the older guard was sort of driving it on, weren't they? Yeah, and then Aiden's point as well, too, laid on. Like he won yeah. the first one in the second half. I thought Aiden was exceptional. I thought across the whole game, um, well, there was good performances from them, from Kelly, obviously, and we had a number of uh, good performances. I thought he was outstanding in his defensive duties. Um, but for me, like he, to be fair, he's got the man marking job and 
sort of being left in, in the full back lane, um, isolated, the blotter, the top player. And he, he does like to, to use his fitness and still get up the field, but uh, he wasn't in the inside uh, lane defending yesterday. And I think that again contributed. It was another switch from management. Um, but I thought it was a positive one because he was the one who was offering us the outlet to kick from defence to attack. And with his ability to kick, what that does is if you have the people ahead of the ball and you have someone of the quality of him who's a foot passer, he's giving you a good ball. He's playing to wear advantage. But then as Supi was winning it, as Jason was winning it, or Groogs, they're taking their man on straight away. So again, I made this point a while ago, is that Galway then aren't set. You know, they're not able to just communicate, pass people on. They're scrambling. They're under pressure. You don't have time to communicate properly. But that all comes. Is there a bit of a risk in a foot pass? Of course, there's a bit of a risk. But, like, he's a quality foot passer. So why not use it? So, again, a tactical switch, playing someone differently. You have to give management credit. It was massive in contributing to how we were able to play whenever we had possession um, because he was able to give quality ball to boys. And then if you give forwards quality ball, they stay off the field. The quicker they get the ball from a foot pass in particular, the quicker then they can get it to the inside lane. So then what happens from him kicking their half forward lane? It meant that Rory was able to hit the pinpoint passes inside because it was more often not one-on-one. Sometimes there were two-on-one, but we were still getting something out of them. Like the one that goes from the stand side, diagonal to turbo, throws a bit of a shimmy off his right foot, cuts back onto his left foot, chips it over the bar. Of course there's a risk in that there pass. It could have been intercepted. But what's the point in having someone of that quality in the inside if you're not going to take a risk to try and get the ball into them. So in terms of the amount the ball went in um, to them, the quality of it that went in, it paid off, you know. So it, it was um, it was just, it was brilliant to watch. There was mistakes made. There was ball kicked away. But sure, that added to the whole really spectacular of the things, you know, that's, you might be living in your nerves a wee bit more. But honestly, even if we didn't come away with the results that we did yesterday, um you couldn't have complained, yes, from an Armour perspective, because they left nothing out there. They went after every situation. They were positively aggressive tactically, how we set up our team, even the switches that were made. Um, it was all positive. It was to go and win again. Um, and you can't ask any more from players, management in that regard, uh, whenever they go out and do that. And very nearly didn't get the result um, with the free at the end. Well, I suppose we'll start with positive. We'll start with Armagh's free and Andrew Mernon's turnover and his long bush and run up the field and his collapse, basically, when you get into, <laughs> into the forward line. And handy enough free, I suppose, um, but will not complain. Rory tops it over. Time's up. Three minutes is up. And then Galway come down the field. A foul. Shane, uh, Shane Walsh standing over this. It's a difficult enough angle, but probably somebody like Shane Walsh, you're expecting him to score it, but the game he was having, probably you didn't know how to feel about it. He misses it and the game's over. So the last three minutes, three or four minutes was just mental, wasn't it? It was, but again, Andrew doing what he did, as the ball went into the corner along the stand side and they go to go back out, he looks out to see where that ball's going. And as it's been kicked, he just takes off sprinting. He doesn't think the ball is going to bounce over John Daly's head, but he's going to nail John Daly straight away. He's putting him under pressure because John Daly's a super foot passer. So you couldn't leave him in time and space to have the opportunity to pick a ball back and say, because all they were looking for was a mark at that stage. So again, he takes a gamble. He gets the hell out straight away. He's going to make contact. And at last, we get a bit of fortune in terms of bounces over Daly's head. He gets on the ball, carrying up the field as quick as he can. 
he knows well there's three people uh, converging on him. He knows that the red light is starting to come on in the fuel gauge. And it is. It's a soft enough free kick. Like, geez, if the shoe is another foot and they got it, you know, you have to be you have to be honest enough to say, like, it wasn't exactly a huge amount of contact. But he, he, he steps across the path. He does what a good forward does. There is a bit of contact there and we get the free. We're well entitled to that bit of luck and we're not going to complain about it. You might say it's an easy free, but if you're standing over a free, regardless of only 25 metres out and you know this is the winning kick, there's absolutely pressure on you. So from Rory's perspective, delighted for him. Um, he would have been very disappointed with the Ulster final. Um, he backed himself to execute in that situation. The Ulster final was a much harder uh, kick now than what this one was. But there's pressure on all of them whenever you have the consequences um, of, of what a score or a miss has. To be fair to Joe McQuillan then, like he done all in his power to make sure that they, they were going to get an opportunity to get a draw. Um, there was no need for, for the length of time that he played extra. Um, Aaron McKay, uh, like nobody can question his bravery. Like he just, he's probably a bit like Francie Bell. He just sees the ball and he goes for it. But he was rash in that situation. All we needed was just to stop momentum, uh, slow him up. And I can guarantee you, once he stopped him without fouling him, the next pass was going backwards towards the 45. You're hoping at that stage, McQuillan realizes, I'm going to have to blow this at some stage and the game's over. But... Aaron's perspective probably, like I said, a bit of a fancy value in him, and it's just seen the ball and never mind the ball. He nearly killed Persupi as well in the <laughs> middle of it. But um, it definitely was a free kick that it was a difficult one, uh, more difficult maybe than what Rory's was. Um, and there's pressure on it surely. But I'll be honest with you, I just expected them to nail it, even though Walsh was having a very poor day, um, just in general play and and from his free kicks, uh, you still expected them to nail it. Um, so. Yeah, huge relief whenever it's sort of skied and, and tail wide, we got a break in it. And and that was it. Uh, whistle went and um yeah, just huge relief from players, management, but fully entitled. Um, you know, so that's what it's all about. Like there was no there was nothing expected um in terms of outside of Arma, um, you know, but they they delivered, they had a plan, it came off, well entitled to go and celebrate and, and enjoy that there. And Walshie missed the penalty as well. I don't think we can wrap up without giving Ethan a shout out because there's plenty of people still don't believe a whole pile in his goalkeeping abilities, but pulling off that save and it wasn't the best penalty in the world, but he guessed the right way and he saved the saved the penalty. So what more can he do? Absolutely, you have to give him credit. Everyone said he's an outfield player. He can't read where the ball's going. I uh, don't think we're going to be just calling him the cat just yet um, <laughs> in terms of his movement, but he, he judged the right side. He held on to it too. It didn't, it didn't break away from him back where, where Walsh can, can tap it in. But that was massive. Because I'll be honest, at that stage, Kelly and McDade in particular were flying. Um, Walsh had come in from the sort of shed side and kicked one off his right foot uh, not long before that there. A penalty could have sparked him into life, um, <clears throat> but it just seemed to totally deflate his confidence altogether. Um, so that that was it had a huge significance uh, in the game. I think I did open up a wee bit of a lead at that stage, just given how composed they are whenever they're on the ball. Um, it would have made it a difficult afternoon. So no, it's massive, absolutely huge save uh, from his on his behalf. On the quarterfinal, we'd, we'd obviously mentioned earlier, first game back to back in um, since two thousand six. They're, we don't know who they're playing yet. Obviously, they're always going to be next Monday. If Tyrone and Galway win, they can't. They have to avoid them. So it'll either be the winner of I think it's Cork and Roscommon 
or Monaghan and Kildare, I think was the two draws. We'll not get too ahead of ourselves trying to work out who we're going to be playing anything, but um another quarter final, uh a week's break with Morgan back, hopefully Rain back, Arsene O'Neill's back playing, Tiernan Kelly could be back. Armagh's it looks like Armagh's gonna be in a really strong position for this quarter final with the week's break and a few buys coming back in. Yeah, well, obviously, Arsene came back and played his full first 60 minutes um, for ourselves in the league game last week and was moving well. Uh, the extra week now will will give him um, plenty of opportunity to maybe get a couple more fitness sessions in this week and just try and get a bit more um, sharpness with ball and that there in hand. Uh, TK, <clears throat> Morgie and Rian, definitely they can benefit from the extra week. And I think it's something that, well, I'm fairly sure management they'll be cautious about that. Like we're, We have an extra week now that we can use wisely <clears throat> to, to get those boys back in shape. Like Rian has been carrying a knock since the since the Tyrone game. Um, so use the time wisely in terms of, you know, their recovery, not forcing them to do too much this week. You know, just have them that they're ready to have a cut-off point where they need to be in full training or taking part in an in-house game. Um, but, We've we've got spared a week here now. Use it wisely to make sure that by the time we do go to whoever that is in the quarterfinal, that we have as many of our top guns available as possible. And um, because uh, I'm not saying you you wouldn't fear anyone at this stage, but regardless of who you're facing now coming in this time of the year, um, you you want to have your best players available. Like you just look at Galway yesterday, um. You know, for me, probably yesterday morning, favourites for my favourites to win the All Ireland, and then Comer has an injury, doesn't play. Uh, Sean Kelly, their best player and captain, goes off yesterday evening. They've only a six day turnaround, seven day turnaround now. You know, and then they are for rivals. The whole thing could implode them then in a week. So injuries are massive. So and will be massive over the next few weeks because by the time we get to this quarter final, remember whoever you are playing, that'll be their third game in three weeks. Um, so I think we're we're blessed. We now have this week. We use it wisely and make sure that we have as many players fit and ready to go to give management the worst headache that they can possibly get, but a good headache, uh, if you know what I mean, in terms of um having to pick a team, but also having to bloody pick a panel then. Um, so that's a that's a hugely positive place to be in. So it's great to look forward to another all Ireland quarter final. As I say, that game will be in two weeks. And we'll find out next Monday who Armagh will be playing on venues and times and stuff like that. So we'll be back with a podcast to preview that show. And we'll hopefully have maybe another podcast or two in between times as well. Aaron, great for uh, to hear your thoughts. Thanks for joining us. And hopefully we'll hear from you again in a couple of weeks. No problem at all, Sean. Chat to you then.